grave danger. Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. Uh, uh, They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. I was marveling at the fact that Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin were having such a great time. I don't think I've ever seen two world leaders having such a good time amidst so much chaos that seems to surround both countries. Uh, good good day. Hello. Welcome to Speaking Out. Jim Watkins, JR. Uh, we are one hour a day here on CRNTalk.com from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific. And as the flyer says, we cover all the tough topics that a lot of the people that are corporately owned uh, tend to shy away from, including censorship and race and gender issues, which are on the forefront, Uh, LGBTQ wars, a part of that mix. We also talk big on COVID and what Big Farm is up to, plus the climate change debacle. Uh, We go retro sometimes and relive the past because... The the past for me, I don't know. Do you feel like sometimes the 80s and the 90s are like oases in the desert of despair? I like to go back in time and reflect from time to time. It's also good to contrast and show just how how bad we veered off the track. Uh, So we like to go retro sometimes and talk about the great things that America has done in the past. We're also keeping our eye on China's threat to the world and to the United States. And tied to that, the, the globalist threat, which are a, a group of people who believe that the world can be managed. And that's what they intend to do. They intend to manage us. You know, the slug, this is, I think, the best slug that I've ever heard for a talk show program. It, it reads, veteran host JR inviscerates the people and institutions who continually fail the American people. That's what this show is about, you know, getting away from all the corporate devil speak, which sometimes people use to describe their show. And I said, what is this show about? What is this show really, really about? Well, it's about inviscerating the people and institutions who continually screw the American people. That's it. That's what we talk about. That's what bothers me every day. When I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is I pull up, I get my wife for coffee get her settled, get her ready, going on her day. And then I turn on my iPhone and I start scanning the news. It's nonstop. There's always something good going on, something juicy. And I keep up to date as often as I can. I do a lot of research for various clients that I have. And that allows me some flexibility in being able to keep an eye on the rest of the world while you are busy doing your thing. And doing your life. Uh, And so, yeah, we inviscerate and hold people accountable that are continually messing with our lives, messing with our livelihoods, making it harder for us to make a buck. You know, there was a report out this morning that the government, the new budget proposal 
that President Biden is proposing is close to $7 trillion. That means he wants to double the size or double the amount that we pay for government. In 2010, the budget was $3.6 trillion. That was Obama's budget. That's how much he wanted, how much cash he wanted to run the government, the federal government. Joe Biden wants a little under $7 trillion. So the article asks, are we better off? Are we getting double our money now? Is Social Security secure? No, we're in debt, $31 trillion. The cost that it takes to run the government and the debt of the government has quadrupled since 1999. The more We're paying three times as much for the government. Are we getting three times the service? No. So how do you hold the government accountable? Right? I mean, what do you do? You you got to do something. Uh, you know, I have a, a suggested the boo. Yeah, just we should show up in large groups at various places, call the news ahead of time, where we know there's going to be a political candidate. If 20 to 30 people were to show up and just boo the hell out of these people and shame them and tell them that we're sick of their government. Believe it or not, that is what the early communists did to the Chiang Kai-shek regime that used to run things in China. See, I'm more interested now in learning about the fall of China into communist hands because I see the same game being played here. I see the same forces at work here that were at work. It's almost like, remember that movie with Denzel Washington and John Goodman? What was the name of that movie? And the premise of it was that the devil would just move from body to body. Do you remember that? And the devil would just move into the bodies of people and then go about doing evil. They would just take normal, everyday people. And uh, and and that's what it's like now. It's like governments just, they go through these stages where they, they rise up, they get better, life is good for a little while, and then things just sort of fall apart. And they never, sometimes they recover, sometimes they don't. America is an experiment, you know. I mean, we are experimenting at this newfound idea that people actually want to be free and that they could be responsible when they're free. Imagine that. Never in the history of Earth has it been a government of the people and by the people. We make the choices. But it's hard to uh, believe that now when you know that the government now costs us, at least according to Joe Biden, $7 trillion a year to function, to help us, to be there for us and surveil us and uh, throw us in jail and monitor our activity on TV and on Internet and social media. Great article today written by the rebel capitalist called Why Things Will Never Be the Same. Countries who aren't ready to adapt to major changes on the global stage are destined to become irrelevant. Following the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 1991, the United States found itself in an enviable position at the world stage as the sole superpower the U.S. could impose its economic and military will on whatever country it dared to defy it. That's how it was for me growing up. I mean, I, it was a priori assumption that my government was the best and most successful and the most ruthless and the best military, the best prepared government on the planet. That's why everybody loved America. We were not only powerful, but we were decent. We were good people. 
and we, we represented all the good characteristics of a great country. Oh, you could come here and live and be free and, and have your own life, and you can choose what you want to do for a living, and you don't have the government taxing the sh crap out of you. So for about two decades, the unipolar moment seemed like it would be standing operating procedure for the international affairs with the U.S. always at the helm. And even now, if you notice, it's very subtle. But, uh, it, you know, in this attempt to try to globalize and have all countries working under, under one roof, the, the U.S. still wants to be in charge of that process. But something changed. Two disastrous nation-building experiments went bad, Afghanistan and Iraq. Then there was a financial collapse in 2008 and a self-imposed economic lockdown during the COVID pandemic. All of these things put our country on the predictable path to imperial decline. And on top of that, the rise of China and Russia as great powers in the international system has further demonstrated that the U.S., is not the only sheriff in town. The former recently facilitated the restoration of diplomatic relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia, two bitter rivals who have been in a proxy conflict for the better part of four decades. And now they're shaking hands. They're all shaking hands with each other. And the U.S. is left out of the cold. Where is Joe Biden? I wrote this article. Uh, it's posted on speakingoutamerica.com. Where's Joe where is Joe Biden in all of this? It's no secret that the Federal Reserve is the economic arsonist of the highest order. They have set our economy on fire. They're doing it today with another rate hike. Then they turn around and bail out banks that can't keep up, can't handle the interest rates going through the roof because they're trying to fight, the Feds are, trying to fight inflation. Uh, and then you've got this president who is determined to destroy America's massive energy production capability. He permits two, uh, one grant for uh, oil exploration on the North Slope, then he shuts down three others. What's the point of that? Well, what's the point of the president doing that? Well, he's either really smart, smarter than the rest of us, and he's got a grand plan, or he's list listening to a bunch of idiots who have no idea how the economics of energy really work in our country. You know, two days ago, ABC was out there blasting again that according to a new report, if we don't do something by 2035, we're going to be all suffering from runaway heat. You know, they didn't source the material. They didn't quote it. They didn't even bring on an expert to explain it. They just, here it is, another, another report from World Health Organization. Yeah, we're all going to die in the climate. And so we all focus on well, we've got to cut our carbon emissions. It just gets so stupid, but we fall for it every time. And so for me, it was quite an embarrassment watching the uh, president of, of Xi Jinping, China, and Putin having such a grand time. I mean, you would think that they both just decided that their time has come. That's a frightening thing. You think the combined number of people that both of those individuals are responsible for killing must be in the millions. And there they are, rising to the top of the heap. A message to the rest of the world, we know who's in charge now. We'll be back, Speaking Out America.
Welcome back to Speaking Out America. JR here. When you hear this music, it's, by the way, for those who don't recognize it, it's called Teardrop. And it's uh, it's a the theme that they use for House. Remember the old TV show House? Boy, we could, they was, I think he may have been one of the last TV heroes, frankly. Great show, great acting. Uh, with Hugh, I forget his last Lori. name. Anyway, uh, yeah, COVID is in the news l- lately. And there's also another very creepy thing that I'll get to in just a second. But uh, Ed Dowd, who who runs BlackRock, appeared on a Tucker Carlson uh, segment, I guess Fox Nation, subscription-based. And he had a lot to say about what was happening with COVID and the after effects. Uh, and he's, it's based on research from their firm. So listen a little bit. And then we'll run through some of the numbers. And, you know, I'm a guy that understands how manufacturing processes work because I'm on Wall Street and I have to understand these things. And I knew that anything rushed is, you know, writ large with errors. Then the other thing that I knew is that from my experience on Wall Street and studying healthcare companies my whole career, uh, it takes seven to 10 years for a normal vaccine to be tested for safety before it's put into the arms of people. We were going to do this in warp speed time. The clinical trial only lasted 28 days. That's not very much time, is it? And it's ironic, too, that that was the name of the science fiction movie. Number 28 days about this incredible virus. Anyway, uh, so a couple of the findings that BlackRock provided to us. Uh, Group life policyholders who are typically healthier than the general population experienced mortality spikes of 40% last year. Disability numbers among the workforce reached a high of 33.2 million in September of 2022, and numbers still trending up. Central banks, pharmaceutical companies, big tech, and the media all benefited from the pandemic and have an interest in covering up what Dow describes as a, quote, large global murder scene. Dow believes that there's enough alarming data to warrant the COVID-19 shot program being stopped immediately, as the death and disability from the shots could easily exceed that from COVID-19. Just the other day, the German Minister of Health, German Minister of Health, Karl Lauterbach, or Lauterbach, said that the adverse reactions from the vaccines are 1 in 10,000. Uh, And here are some numbers for you. Just want to throw these numbers out. Since vaccines began being distributed, uh, as of March 10th, there have been 1.53 million reports globally. And of course, this is a CDC-based adverse reporting system. So most of these would be primarily in the United States. But there have been 34,725 deaths 194,000 people were hospitalized after getting a vaccine, usually in the first seven days. There have been uh, 18,820 reported heart attacks, 5,000 miscarriages reported, permanently disabled, 64,000 people from these. Now, you know, it's going to finally get to the point where even the major news media will not be able to to deny these numbers. If you've got the German Minister of Health saying we need to stop vaccinations 
And you've got the founder of BlackRock, which is one of the biggest, and by the way, the most progressive of the big companies, the investment firms. And they play in, they, they count, this is what I like about firms that are are focused on earnings. They don't like voodoo science. They use math to determine. They use statistics. Uh, I know someone who's a statistician. And they are so specific about things. And they really dig deep to find out causes, root causes, because they have a fiduciary, fiduciary commitment to their clients to know things. They have to know things. So remember last year there were a number of uh, mortuaries that were reporting that an unusual number of younger people were dying, but it was completely messed over by the news media. Nobody wants to report on adverse effects. Uh, but you can't, after uh, comes a certain point where you can't, you can't deny it. I mean, 40% spike in mortality rates among young people. 33.2 million people in September of 2022 had to call in sick because they can't go to work because something's happened. Now, sometimes the CDC or some of the more clever of the major news media will try to say it, it's re related to COVID, long COVID. You've heard that, right? But do you remember early on where they were saying some of the, the people that were being shouted down, they were saying that the effects of the vaccine is that they compromise the immune system because of the spike protein that doesn't go away. It stays in your body. So there was a lot of banter back and forth. Dr. Peter McCullough was probably leading the charge. Jeffrey Corn, uh, Corny, um, we're all saying that the biggest problem with the vaccines is that they compromise and debilitate and sometimes damage permanently the body's own immune system. So now all of a sudden, we've got this problem going on with something called Candidus auris. The CDC is warning about a potentially deadly fungus that's apparently spreading throughout hospitals. Cases have been reported in at least 30 states, including California. CBS 8's Jasmine Ramirez has details on known cases in San Diego and talked with an infectious disease expert to learn who is most at risk. Cases of this fungus are climbing at hospitals and nursing homes. The CDC says cases nearly doubled in 2021 and continue to grow. The CDC says the rise in Candida auris is an urgent threat. The World Health Organization last year ranked it as among the worst fungal threats facing public health. Dr. Monica Gandhi says it can be deadly for people who have weak immune systems. Now, this is a CBS report from San Diego. This is not a major news report because then the pharmaceutical companies and their experts would get their fingers all over it and not want to talk about what's actually happening. If people are getting it through the skin into the catheters that we have, like IV lines, getting it into the bloodstream, and unfortunately, then people can get really sick. She says about one in three patients who are seriously infected die. That's a 30% fatality rate, by the way. 30%. That's high. That's cause for concern. So we have that issue going on. But in the bulk of it is this, this Candidus auris uh, attacks bodies that have weakened immune systems, weakened immune systems. So you're going to be hearing about Candidus auris uh, probably with greater f frequency if this thing continues to spiral out of control. Hey!
Now we got to kind of make it a little light, you know, because I'm so COVID exhausted already. I, I just am so sick of all of it. I mean, this thing just keeps getting worse and worse. And what are we supposed to do? We four suckers, we keep falling for it every time. And the government says, yeah, we can help you. We can help you. Uh-huh. Maybe that'll be the new drug for Pfizer's theme song. Uh-huh. Yeah, all right. Well, there we go. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Speaking Out of America.